Thank you for joining us for this episode. Today, we're joined by Dr. Crystal Breimer, and we're going to be speaking about supercharging your dry eye practice on the OI show. Hey, friends, this is Dave Keating. Before we get into the show, I wanted to thank Team for supporting the podcast. If you're not aware, Team is a virtual staffing and agency which helps connect virtual teams to your practice. I don't know about you, but I had a harder and harder time finding people to come in and join me in the in-office staff. And so over the last two years, we've found 10 virtual people to become part of our team. They do things like answer the phone, they help with billing insurance, they check for documentation before it comes in, they scribe in the exam room, they can order contact lenses, and the list goes on. We've been able to work with several agencies over the years, but we have found that team has been the most effective at ensuring that our virtual employees get paid, stay on time, and that we're following up with them and making sure that they're great agency for these people. If you are ever interested in considering a virtual employee into your office, I'd love to chat with you. But also, I wanted to let you know that Team is offering a $250 discount when you first sign up with them. Check out HireTeam.com, H-I-R-E-T-E-E-M.com for a $250 discount or see the show notes below for a link that will get you to the website. Thanks to team for supporting the OI show. And thanks to you for being a listener. Well, thanks again for joining us for this episode of the OI show. We are joined with uh, Dr. Crystal Breimer. We're excited to chat. It, uh, I can't believe we haven't had you on the OI show. It's awesome to have you here with us today. What's taken so long, Dave? I know. Both <laughs> I we're so busy. You're, you're I so know, busy. I know, we're so busy. I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for asking me. Absolutely. So um, for those who don't know, I can't imagine there's too many people, share a little bit about you and your unique practice. Okay. Um, I've been in private practice, I feel like my whole life, for 23 years. I hate to say that out loud, but it's been a long time. Um in 2019, that's when I really just took the plunge and I took everything out of my practice except for dry eye. And at that point, um, in 15, I had opened up that practice and we were already doing a ton of dry eye. We had a lot of referrals and it was just getting, you know, it was consuming. It was consuming the practice and I wanted to do it differently. I just wanted to be completely um, engulfed in it and have all the advanced procedures, but not just that, have the time in my day to be able to really focus on them. And as I did that, you know, the, the severity of the cases changed. Everybody that came to me was complex. Now I would say just shy of 95% of our patients are referred in from other doctors. So as you know, it changes the kind of patients you see because they've tried so many things in the past. They've been other places and um, all of a sudden your, your experience grows exponentially in a very short period of time. So it's mm -hmm. been fun. Um, it's been more fulfilling than the first, you know, 19 years of, uh, of practice because we're making such a difference and it's just a whole different ball game for me. Um, meanwhile, we have the dry eye Institute. So that's the other part of me is mm -hmm. I have this passion for patient care, but I have a passion for doctors. I don't know if you've ever been burned out before, but I've been burned out before. 
And I know what that feels like. And I now know what this feels like. And so it's also a mission of mine to just inspire doctors and equip them and empower them and, and just get them to that place where they want to be, whatever that is. Um, but give them the tools so that they're not alone in crafting this and mm-hmm. they can take what's been done and, and created and just tweak it instead of starting from scratch. So those are my two big missions in life. I think it's what I'm, what I'm built for. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And where do you live? I'm in Wilmington, North Carolina. That's right. So before you started your own dry eye practice, which is now exclusively what you do, you did a lot of dry eye in your practice. So there was at some point in there where you're like, hey, I want to grow this and I want this to be a really big thing that I do. And then you you know, completely pulled the bandaid off and went full-time dry eye. There's a lot of doctors that are out there that are like, Hey, you know, I sometimes prescribe a medication, but they want to supercharge their practice and go to the next level. You've done that. And even to the next level where you shut everything else down, what are some of the things that you really suggest people do. I, for instance, I, you know, as I lecture and and we, we were just speaking about this, sometimes people buy the machine and they're like, oh, now this is going to get me there, right? What are some suggestions and through the Dry Eye Institute that you give doctors to be like, okay, I want to go from like five miles an hour mm-hmm. to like 45, right? Maybe not full on a hundred miles an hour like you, Right. But I want to go there and I want this to be a big part of my practice. All right. Um, yeah, I have some rules to live by, I kind of call them. And and you're exactly right. Buying that device is not some magic button that all of a sudden it's going to be easy because it is not. And so many times I have doctors sitting at my table who are saying, oh, patients won't pay for that. You know, I've got this, I've got that. And I'm like, no, that's not true. You're missing something. And usually it's the education piece. But before I get ahead of myself, my first rule to live by, first and foremost, is you got to screen everyone because it it creates accountability where I, I don't know about you, but if you've got a waiting room full of patients and you've got somebody sitting there and they're not complaining or let's say they didn't come in for contact lenses, are you really going to suggest it? Because <laughs> you need to move. And it's that kind of scenario where you're bringing it to their attention, but you're also holding yourself accountable. And when I talk to doctors about this, the next question is, well, what are you going to do for the screening? And I have my own perspective on this. I, I think anything is better than nothing. So you hear a lot of doctors using OSDI or speed questionnaires, and that's that's good. It's better than nothing. Mm-hmm. But I would challenge you to think about, do you want it to be subjective or do you want it to be objective? Because mm-hmm. when it's subjective, then the patient gets in your exam room and you say, oh, yeah, I see this, this and this. I'm going to need you to do A, B, C and D. And um, it's going to cost you this much. And then they're going, eh, well, it's not that bad. Forget about it. Or they do it and then they feel better and they stop because they think it was all based on that subjective screening. Mm-hmm. So. Rule number one, screen every single person. Don't let there be any exceptions because as soon as there's exceptions, then it starts falling through the cracks and and people get lazy. (laughs) Um, Number two, think about that screening. And is it something that the patient can see for themselves? And I want it to be objective, but is it something they can see for themselves and buy in and it means something to them? Um, 
So for instance, in our practice, we use the 5M and this is going way back when we had, you know, regular eye exams and we did tear meniscus height, interferometry and redness score. So we had this snapshot of water, oil and inflammation. We had the report. It was objective. It made sense to him. And then rule number two was always bring him back for the dry eye eval. So I think a lot of times when we're starting out in dry eye practice, we're trying to do everything at once. They're there for their VSP exam. We're dilating them. We're picking out glasses. We're doing all this stuff. And oh, by the way, you've got dry eyes here. Let's do this, this, and this. And that's a big mistake. It's tempting because the schedule's full and you want to go ahead and do it, but it is not going to be the same buy-in from the patient or the same outcome done that way. Mm -hmm. So that's my second one. <laughs> mm -hmm. And then the third is really concentrating on patient education. Even before you go out and you have a perfect treatment device for every ailment out there, if you don't have the compliance, it doesn't matter what your treatment is. And to get that compliance, you really need that patient education piece. And so you need the pictures, you know, you need something that, that they can see for themselves. And again, I use my 5M for that just because it's so easy and I'm able to throw that collage up there. Um, and then I yeah. give them a good, better, best option. So that way they feel like they're part of the decision-making and I have a, you know, a, a whole conversation we can have about that as far as diffusing the, the barriers when they walk in the door. But those are, those are four of the big things that I would start with screen, everybody, bring them back for a dry eye eval, got to concentrate on that patient education piece. So if I was, uh, if I was looking at my practice and let's just say I had a slit lamp and a, and a furopter, um, mm -hmm. and, and, and this was the direction that I was going to go. Um, it sounds like having some sort of a, a camera system would be really helpful for your three rules to be able to show them and then educate them. So that might be like the next thing if they have it. And most people have something, yeah. whether they have a, a a keratograph or they have something else. Is that is that where you would, would go next uh, for what may be the most important dry eye diagnostic tool? Something. And even if like if you want to start Monday go online and buy a holder for your iPhone where you can have that adapter and have it at the slit lamp, just something so you can show them. Mm -hmm. And then it's going to make your job easier where you don't feel like you're selling something to the patient. Because I think one of the barriers to dry eyes, people don't want to feel like they're selling something. And then they also complain about the time it takes, the chair time. And when you're actually showing them, it's going to cut down some of that chair time. You're not going to have to talk something to death. You're not going to feel like you're talking them into it. So, yeah, right. I think pictures are essential and you can always graduate up as to what kind of device you're using for that. Mm -hmm. And then let's talk a little bit about treatments. So let's just say that I have been, you know, doing artificial tears, right? But I want to go to that next level. And I think about the next level being you know, in-office treatments and so forth. Um, what are some steps that I need to take to get to either buying the, the device or implementing the device? Is there a, you know, you need to do this first yeah. sort of, uh, you know, dry eye institute approach. All right. Start with your education because otherwise, if you go out and the first thing you do is spend, you know, nearly a hundred thousand dollars on IPL and other things, but you don't have the buy-in from the patient, 
You are going to get a discouraged and you're going to lose your staff buy in. So I want you hitting the ground running. I want this to be wildly successful. So got to have the patient education piece. And at that point, if you're going to buy treatment equipment, you need more than an iPhone holder, right? (laughs) We need something more than that. Um, But something that's going to make it easy to tell the patient that story. And then here is my go-to protocol for deciding what equipment to buy. I have four things on this one. Number one, and they're in this order. Number one is efficacy. If it works and it works well, I I don't care how much it costs. You're going to pay for it because if, as long as you can pay the note on it, you're going to be growing the practice while you're using this because it's going to be growing your reputation and you're going to have more people coming through the door. So first and foremost, efficacy. Number two is the patient experience. So this means a lot of things. Yes, is it comfortable? Is it pleasant? Is it scary? Is it safe? But also, did it seem like the cost was warranted? Was it something really simple where they feel like they're being overcharged for it? Or it's pretty substantial and they feel like, ah, I could see why that was, you know, out of pocket and expensive or whatever it was. So patient experience, number two. Number three is the business model over the course of three years. And with this, yes, it's the upfront cost. But of course, is there a click fee? Are there activators? What's the differential between the activator cost and the usual and customary charge? How frequently are you going to repeat this? Is it going to be twice a year, once a year, every two years? And then because of that charge, how many do you think you'll do? If it's more expensive, are you going to do less? If it's less expensive, but you're going to do it more frequently and more patient buy-in. And when you work all that out, you're then able to compare apples to apples. And then number four, it's the company. So what's your support? Are they going to you know, cash your check, dump the device and be gone? Or do they want you to, do they want to partner with you, walk alongside with you, help you be successful with this, help you train you? Um, And what's going to happen if something goes wrong? You know, what's the warranty? So those are my four criteria and it has served me well um, my, my entire career. And it just helps put things in perspective where you're looking at all these treatments out there and it reduces some of the confusion. So good, better, best. You're providing treatment options. I now have them in the office. And mm-hmm. um, how are we? Uh, how are we? You know, I don't. I don't want to do that. I just want my patients to do what's best for them and what I've told them to do. So how do how do I get them away from the good and into the best? Like, what are some things that you recommend for conversions for thermal pulsation or IPL or these in office treatments that cost a little bit more? How do you move patients towards the conversion? I, I can guarantee you, you're amazing, mm-hmm. but you're not 100%. But oh, yeah. <laughs> you've gone from 50 to 60 to 70%. You've improved that over the years. How, what are some things that you've learned? And we're well over 90% now. I mean, we oh, okay. 70 to 80 to now 90%. Yeah, but it's not 100%. You're right. Now, um. Can I back up and tell you more than you want to know? (laughs) Sure. When we do our dry eye eval, I'm thinking about this patient's perspective. And and like we said, all right, they're more severe cases. They come in with certain mindset, right? Certain baggage, let's say. And I want them engaged with me that whole time. So one thing that I think helps me with my conversion at the end 
is setting things up during the first three minutes of the exam. Mm -hmm. And so in my mind, there's, I'm going back to my list of three and four. So there's four things that I feel like people uh, that holds, holds people back. One is, all right, I've been to all these doctors. Nobody has a plan. Are you going to be different? Number two, are you going to talk to me because I'm in and out, you know, and, and I don't know what happened at these other places. Number three, are you just trying to sell me something? And number four, how in the world am I going to remember this? So when I walk in and I'm setting up my exam, you know, I tell them, I'm so glad you're here. You know, today is going to be different. We're going to get to the bottom of what's the underlying cause. And I'm going to go through all these differentials, whatever's positive. I'm going to pair it with a test. I mean, whatever test is positive, we'll pair it with a treatment and we might be cumbersome. It won't be forever. We'll get you stable. Then we'll start backing off. So A, I got a plan. B, my goal today, figure out what's going on and I'm going to show you everything. You're going to learn more than you ever wanted to know about this. <laughs> B, I'm going to talk to you. C, when it's all said and done, I'm going to prioritize and I'm going to say, here's our big problems, our little problems. Here's our good, better, best option. And we're going to decide together. And I do that because everybody's different. Some people want it fast. Some people want it natural. Some people want it easy. Some people want it cheap. I can do any of that. You just got to tell me. So C, I'm not just trying to sell you something. And then the last thing I'm going to tell you is don't worry about remembering everything. I'm going to make great notes, print out the whole exam. You're going to have this long report and a book is going home with you. It's all going to be right there for you. And so I, I ramble on about this because I think it's important. If I deflate some of the barriers that they walk in with, they're going to be more engaged with me during the conversation at the end. Is that fair? Sure. And so yeah. then I get to the end and I'm saying, all right, here's our problems. We got inflammation and an oil gland issue. We got a little bit of bacteria. Maybe we have something else. Let's go through each one. Good, better, best bacteria. We can do this foam soap. We can do this, this drop. We can do this. And I go through and I always end with inflammation and oil is right before it. And let's say good on oil is going to be your medical grade nutraceutical, your 15 minute warm compress. Better is it's going to be this little device that massages. Best, hands down, there's an in-office procedure that evacuates the glands. But if we control the inflammation well, we may not have to do that. And so that would save you money. So I'm just saying, I think that helps with conversion a little bit because they see that I'm on their side. And then I go to inflammation. I say, good's the same as oil. It's going to be the stuff in the book, the lifestyle stuff, the diet, the nutraceutical, better, all these drugs. Most of them are forever drugs or they're a Band-Aid. And we can do that if we need to. But best, hands down, is this light procedure. It's intense pulse light and radio frequency simultaneously. That's what we do in our office. And it's four sessions. Um, most of the time, and I would say about 85% of the time, if we do this, we don't need the drug. And here's the other thing I'll tell you, it will get us there faster and with less work on your part. You don't have to be perfect if we're raising the bar with the in-office procedure. Yeah. And then I say, you know, and the only downside, it's out of pocket, it's this amount of money times four over the course of four months. Yeah. I know that was a long answer, but I really do think that A, Def deflating the barriers and B coming in and helping them know the benefit to the, the in-office procedure is that there's less pressure at home. We get there faster, but also if we don't do it, then any days that you miss your treatment, you're going to feel it. Yeah. So uh, this book, 
What did you, you told me they're sent, you're going home with a book. They do. They go home with a book. So this is my book. It's welcome to day one. And it starts out with the basics of, you know, why me? How do you know? What can we do? And then it says, all right, we're not curing anything. It's going to take us a couple months to get there. We're going to decide together. And then I have two pages, which is all my treatments. And I check the box and I say, this is all your instructions. Whatever we decide together, I'm going to check these, these boxes. You go here to, to figure out, to learn how to do it. And then the whole next section is lifestyle. So I have a big chunk in the middle on my survey for them. I asked them about diet and water and stress and anxiety and depression and sleep and smoking and all this other stuff. Well, that's what the middle section's about because I tell them, I say, now, we can treat this locally, but if this inflammation is driven systemically and all we're doing is treating it topically, we're not going to get the best outcome we can because you're still feeding it. But this book is to give you tools on how to reduce systemic inflammation so you can get the best outcome. Yeah. I'm going to come back to that. Now, the next section is good, better, best. Everything I told you, not enough oil, good, better, best. It's all right there. So if it's three in the morning and you're frustrated at what where you're at, you can look at it and say, well, here's what I'm doing. Here's what I could be doing. And then the last section is treatment details. So if it's something I recommend, there's data on it, is in the book. And that helps too, because later if I say, okay, we're going to need to do a Procara, it's in the book. And they're like, oh, okay. But let me tell you the coolest thing about this, Dave. With this book, it created an understanding for them that there is no easy button. And when they come in flared up, instead of being angry at me because it's not perfect, they come in and it's more like a confessional. They say, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's been bad the last couple of weeks, but I was on vacation I'd, and I was eating and drinking like crazy and I didn't do my stuff. And, and it's a partnership now. They realize that it's more than just a treatment, it's systemically what's going on. And so we're in it together and they're taking responsibility for their outcomes. So, so I presume that I, uh, I get to learn about the book and I get to learn about all of this stuff in a lot more than a 15 minute podcast. If I come to the dry eye Institute, <laughs> you sure can. So we tell do. me about the dry eye Institute. No, How long so is it? Fun. What do you do? Yeah. yeah. So it is, it's all about implementation. There are so many great dry eye programs out there and I'm so thankful for that. Um, this is not meant for hundreds of people at once. It is 12 people literally. And that's the most, I really try to cut it off at nine, but the reason it's so few is because it's so intense and it is made to be tailored around those 9, 10, 11, 12 people that come. So before they ever walk in the door, I have this long survey they fill out so that I know what are your challenges? What's the weakness? What's the strength? How many staff? What's their buy-in? Everything. What's the square footage? And then I tailored the two days around that. They get there and we have the first whole day. It's like 1.30 to about 9.30. And we do our clinical protocol. So very much, if this, then that, if this, then that, we have about three hours of live experience time and we do everything hands-on um, and, and they just learn so much. And so that whole first clinical day gives us the foundation. Mm -hmm. And then on the second day, we show up at the office. So the first day is in a condo that's just completely dedicated to Dry Eye Institute. And what's neat about that is these folks form this bond and, you know, they know about each other, but they're very like-minded. They're driven. They want to do this together. And every single day I get group texts from DEI groups of the past 
And again, it's just so great to see them continuing the relationship and the support for each other. But day two is in the office. They show up and we have two live patients. One is a Procara insertion and one is a dry eye eval from start to finish. And I'm the one doing the acquisition. Everybody's standing there watching and they get to see firsthand what I see, how I see it. I mean, how I interpret it how I explain it to the patient, the, the, the um, treatment I pair it with, and they get to see that patient's response. And unanimously, you know, every, every meeting we've had afterwards, we're debriefing and they're all just sitting there going, man, you know, just, wow, it's, it's just speechless. And it's, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing to be able to see that firsthand and see how it can be laid out, how it can be presented and it, and it feels smooth and they see the response. Um, after that, we go back to the condo and we do everything logistics. So we do staff training, patient education, marketing, uh, billing, coding, all that stuff. Uh, and so I create for them a couple things. I create a customized marketing kit. It has their rack cards. It's, it's everything to create a safe place to get referrals. And all of that is on USB so they can recreate it at any point. And then this is the book. Right now, it's 397 pages long, and yeah, it's you everything you need. Three I know, more three more pages. It's some blank ones in there or something. But that's the point, is that this is a lot of information, but it's not to be meant to be drinking from a fire hose, and then you go home inspired, and what do I do? This is all the forms you need, um, everything. I go up front and half the time my staff has the book out looking in the billing section. They know how to bill, but it's just, it's a resource right there. That's so easy to look at. Why not refer to it constantly? Mm -hmm. Um, So that's our mission. And then on top of that, they get almost $6,000 in stuff. (laughs) And these are all my vendor partners. And it's basically cards where don't miss this. Don't miss this. You get a free this, you get a free this. And the reason I do that is I only allow vendors in that I believe in, that I've partnered with for years and things that I use every single day in my practice. So I want them to not have to do trial and error, but I want it in their hands so they can create their own testimonials. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Well, very cool. Thanks for sharing about the Institute. And yeah. Uh, yeah, and thanks for being on the show. I enjoyed chatting with you. You didn't get a word in edgewise, did you? <laughs> well, I'm not supposed to. That's why you're the guest. Awesome. <laughs> Well, thanks a lot. I appreciate you you being here. Very cool. Yeah. And thank you for joining us for this episode. Make sure to like and subscribe. Stay tuned for future episodes with other amazing people like Dr. Crystal Brimer on the OI show. Thanks again, friends, for joining us for this episode. Again, thanks to team for their support of this episode. If you're considering or have ever considered getting a virtual team member for your practice, check out hireteam.com. That's H-I-R-E-T-E-E-M.com. Mention the OI show when signing up or hit the link below for a $250 discount off of your first month's team member.